Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bald Move Pulp podcast uh, for Army of the Dead, the new Netflix uh, movie from Zack Snyder. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, Jim. And today with us, we have a very special guest, uh, Jason from the Podcastica Network and probably most famously from the Walking Dead cast, kind of a, uh, you know, friend of the show. If you're a fan of uh, the Watching Dead, Jason, uh, I want you to say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm really glad to be here. I, and, uh, yeah, I've been doing the Walking Dead cast for, uh, you know, since the show started mm-hmm. back in 2010. And I'm just really sick of zombies. So this oh. this will be fun. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I didn't think of that when I when I realized <laughs> no, uh, no, no. I was going to be out of town. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> you guys have been you you're doing them all, too. We are. Yeah, we're playing catch up, though. Uh, you've stuck with the yeah. show throughout its entire run. We took a little break, took a couple years off um, after that rough season eight. Yeah. And but then, then you heard it, that, oh, it's gotten better. Yeah. So you came back and I, I think it did. It did. It got nine, much nine better. And ten, yes. I, I feel like those are better than some of the even early se- seasons before seven and eight. So I like to think that you're a zombie expert. Um, <laughs> I, I know you've seen a lot of zombie movies as well, because I know you've covered mm-hmm. a lot of them on that show uh, on the Watching Dead cast. And I was one on the Walking it, Dead. You absolutely were. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Um, so. We're going to talk about a new zombie movie, um, Army of the Dead, and maybe we can talk about our history with uh, Zack Snyder and maybe specifically his zombie movie, Dawn of the Dead, Mm -hmm. uh, the remake of the classic Romero movie, before we get started. Um, I I will say up front, we're going to do some non-spoiler stuff for people who haven't seen this movie, and then we'll let you know when we're about to jump into full spoilers, because we do want to talk about everything. Um, So have you seen Dawn of the Dead? the remake i've seen dawn of the dead and i need to go back and watch it again i haven't seen it in five or six years but it right now i hold that as my all-time favorite zombie movie oh wow okay it's up there for me too i really like that movie i Um, mean Shaun of the dead is up there and uh a few others but that that was the one you know i like i said i need to go back and check and make sure it still holds up but yeah yeah yeah, um, it's possible it doesn't. I haven't seen it in many years, uh, but it was actually Zack Snyder's film debut, For I think. First, yeah. Yeah, um, and I remember really enjoying that movie as a Romero fan because I had seen the original Dawn of the Dead at that point. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a passable, yeah, more than passable, honestly. I had a lot of fun with that movie, and it has one of my favorite things in the world in it. It's zombie babies. I love when they're babies. I zombified. hate that so much of it. You know, oh, it's yeah. you know, in a good way. It's like, ugh, right. So disturbing. And that's maybe the thing that Zack Snyder and I have most in common. He seems to love zombie babies. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I was going into this thinking, all right, it's a Zack Snyder movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I've seen anything that I've liked of his in about 10 years, uh, maybe since Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, but it's a zombie movie and Zack Snyder made that zombie movie that I really like. So, yeah, I mean, I had the same thoughts. Like I liked, uh, I liked Watchmen. I loved Dawn of the dead. I actually never saw 300, believe it or not, but it oh, wow. seems to be pretty well received. Yeah. Um, and his output since then, if you're being charitable is hit or miss, but mostly miss. Um, yeah. I actually did pretty much enjoy the, the new justice league 
cut that he did. See, was, I can't make myself sit down for four hours and watch a, a recut <laughs> of a movie. It was so much different than the one than the one that came out. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, I, I kind of put myself in my little super friend appreciating kids, you know, mindset, and I thought it was pretty, really fun. But, um, okay. but uh, yeah, he, he I, I don't know, he's, something happened there, and he just, his output really just hasn't been great for a long time. Yeah, mostly. Um, I agree with that. And so I saw this trailer and the trailer looks cool. Um, <laughs> the trailer looks tonally, maybe a little similar to that Dawn of the Dead movie. Um, Cause there was, you know, that the Dawn of the Dead was pretty fun, but it was also pretty heavy at times. Um, yeah. And this army, of the dead trailer, I think starts off with the heavy stuff. And at the end, it sort of ramps up. You see the explosions, you see the zombie kills, you see all the things you expect from a sort of gonzo zombie movie. Right. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. okay, that's what we're going to get. This poster looks, you know, it's got the neons of the Vegas casinos. It's got, uh, you know, just that kind of feeling of energy and excitement. Yeah. And um, like, it's going to um, really push, push it like yeah. crazier than you've seen before. And I don't remember if some of the craziest things were in the trailer. So I won't say since we're in the spoiler section, but I think some were. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, all right, he's really just going to go really far out with this and push the edges of it for sure mm-hmm. and so i was really excited to see this um before i say what i thought of it what did what did you think jason let's give you the first word i did not love it okay we're on the same page <laughs> then good <laughs> i mean i didn't hate it i wish it was shorter mm-hmm. i um i a lot of the times i was kind of bored by the characters and their situations and i mean i like to be moved when i watch something whether that's like something that makes me laugh or something that makes me gasp or feel anxious or scared or you know it, it can be a happy emotion or, or a, a disturbed whatever and a lot of times in this i was just like yeah it feels kind of cookie cutter storyline and so the parts that really moved me were more of the spectacle and there were some that i was like oh wow oh, yeah. oh my god you know so that's that those are the things that i liked about it but um if it maybe if it was just tighter if he shaved a, a half an hour uh, i might have liked it a lot better but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much exactly how i felt this this movie feels like several movies kind of packed into one and none of them are able to ever give you the kind of thrill that you want from that type of movie because this at its core is a heist film right but the movie doesn't actually want to be a heist film it also wants to be a zombie film and it wants to be an emotional drama and it wants to be Mm -hmm. all these other things and 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 tonally it was a little weird like is it trying to be super funny or some of the characters seem like they're in different movies from the other ones and i mean I don't know. It felt like an 80, like a, a kind of a schlocky 80s B movie with a big budget to me, which are, which could be fun. Okay. Th- those can be fun. Certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we just watched uh, Predator not too long ago and I it reminded I, me of that a little bit. It has a little bit of that. But but the other things it's going for kind of get in the way of all the things yeah. that you want from any <laughs> one of these movies. Um and you're right. It could have been half an hour shorter and they could have cut out one of the movies in order to get to the other two. It would be really fun and good. <laughs> a little um, more focused. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's it's not it, it, I think the maybe the, the worst sin it uh, sort of commits is not living up to the marketing, the trailer. To me, it said it was going to be a lot more fun. This ends up 
having, like you said, moments, but they're just that they're moments. It's not like you build to a massive crescendo at the end of this movie where it just goes all out and you got Elvis is walking through the streets and their glasses <laughs> getting blown up like you see in the trailer. That's not how it goes down. It's just it's not what you expect. And maybe that threw me maybe on a second watch. I'd be able to appreciate it more, but mm-hmm. I only see it once. Yeah, I did appreciate a little more of the spectacle of it just seeing Vegas completely destroyed and filled with zombies or um well, we I don't want to I mean how non-spoilery <laughs> do you want me to be at this point? Well, I mean if you've seen the trailer, you yeah. know the basic premise I mean, of this. There so. were some scenes where there I mean it's it's a heist movie. They're mm-hmm. all supposed to be professional, you know, mercenary types so they they're well armed and they know how to fight. So it was really fun to see them attack the zombies yeah. sometimes. And scenes like where they're just going through the casinos uh mowing through the zombies uh, were pretty fun and mm-hmm. it felt like the, I don't know if you ever played a game called Dead Rising. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which takes place in Vegas, and um, it kind of reminded me of of that in in a good way, I would say. So some of those scenes where they're just being badasses and mowing through the zombies were pretty fun. But um, I think the most- I'm usually not the kind of person who cares about that kind of thing as much. So right. for that to be the thing I like the most for me is like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. and it tries to do other stuff, but I think it mostly misses mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Um, it's it seems to me like this is a movie created because somebody had an idea of like a shot right and there are a couple of moments in that and even in the trailer you see these shots with like think of the vegas lights going off and the slot machines and the zombies coming running through the corridors and uh you know money everywhere just imagine what we can do with this yeah that over-the-top sense of fun (laughs) and excitement and and gore and all that mixed together it's like somebody had that shot in their head and then wanted to make a whole movie about it. And it doesn't, it doesn't quite work for me because they also made two other movies and packaged them together. It, it, and all it being a heist movie, I, I was not imagining it enough to figure out how can they do a heist movie in the zombie apocalypse when money doesn't matter anymore. But then you're like, Oh, okay. It's just a confined area. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun concept. Uh, oh yeah, there Vegas is overrun by zombies, but get some badasses to go in there and try to get some money out of one of these casinos. That that sounds like a pretty fun idea. You get to imagine what you would do with all that money and everything. For sure. And and how think about how it would go wrong and stuff like that. So I think the concept could have been done well. Oh yeah. Now the idea at its core is solid. I, mm-hmm. That's kind of what drew me to the movie is like, Oh yeah, yeah. I see the possibilities here. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. We don't do like scores or anything. I guess I would not recommend this movie um, to, to really anyone. Um, we're going to talk more about the spoiler stuff and, and stuff that I like. Cause I can't get too specific on things that I like. Yeah. There are there a things I really liked. Yeah. 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 Um, and we'll talk about those more in the spoiler section, I think, but I don't know if, if you have two and a half hours to spend, you could probably spend it better than watching this movie. I mean, I, uh, just out of curiosity posted on my podcast, Facebook page. What did you guys think of army of the dead? And most of the responses were pretty lackluster, but there were a few people who were like, Oh yeah, I liked it a lot. So that just lets me know, okay, there are those out there that appreciated this movie. I don't know how to tell what kind of a person that would be, but I think if you just like 
zombie movies in general and you just devour everything you can get your hands on, then yeah. you should definitely watch it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's worth adding to your zombie arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked at the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and it's pretty good. It's 70 like a, something. Yeah. yeah Mid 70s for the audience score, which means most people liked it. Uh, so maybe I'm in the minority here. Who knows? But yeah, I guess that's going to be it for Not the on this podcast <laughs> section. Yeah, that's it for the podcast. Uh, no, I want to talk a little bit about the spoilers and some of the more specific stuff we yeah. liked and didn't like. Uh, so everybody who is not into spoilers for this movie or maybe wants to watch it first, go ahead and check out now. We'll see you next time. But everybody else, join us in the spoiler section. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Jason. Uh, I'm going to start with some things that I liked because we talked to pretty negatively in the non-spoiler section. Uh, that, That initial idea of like the zombie, the heist in the zombie apocalypse is so cool. Because I, I just think like that that sentence, right? It's a it's a heist in the zombie apocalypse. It has like Ocean's Eleven flooding in, and like all of these movies, how much fun they are, how much mm-hmm. uh, how you know exciting and interesting the characters can be, and then like um, just the twists, right? That come along with a heist movie where you think you think they're getting away with the money, and then something happens. Oh no! Yeah. And adding zombies into that mix sounds like a cool complication to have to overcome. Like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. There's going to be twice the action, right? Yeah. Uh, It's going to be twice as fun. Uh, And so I I think it's a great idea. And I think that, like, first montage they do, um, which which is kind of what I expected the rest of the movie to be. I think I was, yeah. I was let down by the montage uh, <laughs> Being after too good. the fact, right? Yeah. Cause like the montage is montage. so good. It, it, was it shows, best. you know, the, these topless showgirls coming into the guy's room and, <laughs> yeah. and chewing him in the, the pool or the, the jacuzzi and like all the excesses of Vegas that you think of, right? Yeah. A bit um, helicopter slamming into one of those big casino hotels. Right. The, the dude, <laughs> I love the one where the dude wins the jackpot and then, like on the luckiest day of his life, he's also devoured by zombies as Mom. the money yeah. rains down. I think there was like a zombie bachelorette party in there, something yep, like that. Something like Just that. Fun. And I love how they use this too. Like it's such a good idea. And and when the the montage ended. I was like, okay, what they just did is showed us an entire zombie movie in fast forward. Yeah. Where can they go from here? Right. I, I'm thinking like, oh, this uh, this is an interesting way to approach a zombie genre that we already have like super extensive knowledge of there's not a lot that can surprise you in the zombie genre anymore right because so much has been done in it um but this was a little surprising like fast forward me through the beginning of the apocalypse fast forward me through all of these characters surviving and then go on and tell me a story after that so i was excited by that 
Yeah, and another function that it had aside from just showing you how it all went down in spectacular fashion was to show the characters in action. Yes. Uh, which I noticed more on second watch, you know, the main guy, uh, Scott is his name, uh, yeah, Dave Scott Bautista. Huh. He was a mercenary helping people get out. And the guy with the big saw, which I don't think we ever saw him use after this, was using <sighs> a lot in the opening montage, you know? So, because I was like, did he ever even use that damn thing? But when I watched it again, oh yeah, he did in the opening montage yeah. to great effect. So and that, it's like, kind of cool to be introduced to the characters that way too it, for sure um mm-hmm. yeah and you you sort of get to know the characters or at least get to know like what they did during the apocalypse that these mm-hmm. were all people helping others get out things like that um so they kind of knew you know how to handle themselves at least a couple of yeah. them did oh yeah most of them mm-hmm. um i really love this tiger absolutely I, I, probably the best thing in the movie <laughs> In my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Because like, it acts so much like a cat, right? Like when uh, it, it, I forget his name, but Garrett Dillahunt, whoever he Martin. plays in the movie. What was that? Martin. Martin. Okay. Uh, when the, when the tiger gets him, it, it yeah. plays with him the way that a cat plays with its prey. Uh, do Tosses you have cats? Him around. Yeah. Okay. You I love cats. Probably know a few things about that then. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah that when that I was, was talking about things that moved me, that scene had me the most like, holy shit. And then yeah. the fact that they actually show the gruesomeness of it was yeah. good for this movie. That's what you want. So for I was sure. like, holy fuck that, that was pretty great. Oh yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, do they still have tigers in Vegas? I was actually in Vegas in October, 2003 when one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers mauled Roy. I was there yeah. and it just the news spread across Las Vegas because they're so big. Oh, wow. But apparently since then, there's still tigers at the Mirage that are on display. And um, they uh, went to some habitat of Siegfried and Roy's to look at the tigers, but they're all kind of old now. So they found a refuge in Florida that turned out to be the same one that was featured in Tiger King. Oh, really? The Netflix thing. And that's <laughs> okay. where they got the model for the tiger. They, you know, it's all digital, but they studied yeah. the tigers there and used it for a model. So anyway, yeah, I, I really felt like that. I think that was in the trailer, but I didn't want to say it just in case it wasn't. And it was a spoiler, but that was one of the fantastic things that I think worked out really well for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That tiger looks great. Um, yeah. And that scene in particular and how I liked how Martin didn't like it. You know, there were a couple scenes where he's like, that's just crossing the line. And uh, I really don't like that tiger. It's perverse. And then it got him in the end. It was fun. Some good (laughs) foreshadowing for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another funny thing they did. And I will say, you know, we'll talk about the humor a little bit later. There were only a couple of jokes that landed for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of them was sort of a, a meta joke where they don't really point it out in the movie. But if you listen to the amounts of money that they're offering each of these characters. They get progressively lower because Tignataro's character was so stoked to get the two million. I don't even care what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Are you kidding me? And they're like, okay, how about 500 K for the next? Uh, And then I think they go down to two fifty for the 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 safe safe cracker. cracker. Yeah. He's great. Um, I like that. Uh, Well, when I had, I kind of liked it when this hotel, this casino owner Tanaka, said easy peasy Japanesey oh, best joke in the that whole was movie. really funny yeah I wish that the guy hadn't then said we're not allowed to say that anymore it kind of like lessened the impact for me but it was still really funny I, I mean it's because that actor uh, he he plays um 
Westworld. He's in Westworld, but yeah, I forgot his name. Me too. Yeah. Uh, crap. I don't know. The actor's name is Hiroyuki Sonata, and he yeah. is great in everything he's in. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, yeah, the, the easy peasy joke was my favorite by far. <laughs> um, and then I think another really interesting idea they had is this zombie king and queen um, so, sort of like building a society on the zombie side of things. They didn't go anywhere with that. And that's true of a lot of the themes and the the stuff they're trying to build in this movie. I don't feel like they went anywhere with most of it, uh, but it was a neat idea to begin with. I thought it was interesting, especially because I feel like this zombie stuff is pretty played out. So try to do yeah. something different with it, you know, but um, as the movie went along, they just felt kind of schlocky to me and not menacing and kind of goofy and so I sort of liked it less and less as it as it went along and yeah. and I thought when he, um, one of the characters was holding up her head and with a gun to it to threaten him and he seemed worried about that I'm like that's kind of dumb would he really care <laughs> right <laughs> it's like, her head <laughs> I felt like he cared about the baby uh, the zombie baby that's right yeah yeah but I don't know. I don't know. That that's part of my biggest complaint with that whole storyline is they don't go anywhere with it, and so okay. I don't get I don't get a sense of like, oh, I understand the society they're building here. I think they're building towards something. I, mm-hmm. All I understood was they have some kind of society, and they're going to be able to perpetuate without you know fighting humans. Yeah, it's and trying to just figure out the diff- the nature of the different zombies. Uh, there were the mindless ones who apparently hibernated and I guess mm-hmm. if they were out in the sun, they would dry out until it rained, which they never came back to that. That was weird. Right. That would have been cool too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then there's these alphas that are smarter and faster and the scout that goes in and helps people crack into, um, slot machines. Apparently I forgot her name. I think it's Lila. Um, she said she thinks that if one of the alphas bites you, then you turn into an alpha. But for some reason they keep them stored in this room in a hotel until they're ready to turn you into that. So I I presume if, but then I don't know how the regular zombies are created. Maybe if it's just like the main one that came out of the military truck bites you, you become an alpha. But if any of the alphas bite you, you become a regular mindless zombie. I don't think it was super clear. I I think that that is also what I got. Yeah. Yeah. It was that first zombie. Um, that you see in the beginning that mm-hmm. turns you into an alpha. Which, what do you think that was? Uh, if, what do I think it was? I, it I mean, it's always matter, human, humans just, creating viruses, right? Like that's, that's yeah. the latest fashion I guess you're right. um, yeah, yeah. for zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of this Mark Garrett Dillahunt character, Martin wanting to take the head back so they can make more of them and create bioweapons. That's right out of resident evil. That That's all for resident sure. evil. Yeah. Yeah umbrella stuff right there yep uh i don't have a lot more that i liked unfortunately <laughs> let me see uh i like that they went through the heist ahead of time as if it had gone perfectly which is you know oh, standard yeah. heist movie thing to do but uh-huh. i i like that because uh, then you wonder okay it's not going to go like that so how bad <laughs> right. will it go and will they be able to salvage it or not turns out not um which I thought was good too. I mean, in a normal heist movie, you probably want them to, to some degree or another, salvage the mission. But mm-hmm. in a horror movie, usually, you, 
it all just goes bad. So I oh, thought yeah. that was fine that they all died or pretty much all of them died. Yeah, I'm going to say they all died. Uh, she's close enough to that explosion that she's probably going to get 15 forms of cancer in the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the guy who just crawls out right in the middle of the nuclear winter and goes and gets on a plane. Right. No kidding. Exposing everyone else around him. Yep. Um, I like th- these are just little things, but I like that they called them shamblers. Like, I think that's cool. And um, when they sent the one zombie in to try to activate the booby trap in the safe and he just kind of turned around, that yeah. was a cool little moment. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of um, what Bub from Day of the Dead. Sure. The way, way he looked. Uh, just, yeah, that they're carrying all these gas canisters around, I guess, for the helicopter. And when uh, one guy had to shoot one of them, that was a cool moment. And when uh, this guy Vandero, I guess he's he's the guy that makes it out at the end when he had to fight the alpha, but the alpha just mopped the floor with him. Mm-hmm. Th- that was pretty cool because you think that he might have a chance, but not so much. Yeah, I like <coughs> his character a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it, and it's thin, right? It's like super thin. He's the yeah. warrior poet, essentially. He's the mm-hmm. philosopher, uh, gladiator, whatever. Yeah, all the stuff he was saying about, like, the being in a loop, I'm like, that doesn't seem like anything. I I know. Not that part. (laughs) I like the stuff he was saying in the plane toward the end. Yeah. Uh, That was kind of cool. But, yeah, the the loop stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe you're getting at something clever here, but it's just beyond me if you are. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like he's trying to sound clever. Right. Um, And then I like that they were going to nuke Vegas on the 4th of July. Right. Just because it (laughs) seems cool. And, And you could tell that. You know, they had a quote from, they said, uh, the decision came down to the wire, but ultimately the president caved to the pressures to move the date off the holiday. This marked a reversal of his earlier position that dropping the nuke on the fourth would be quote, really cool. And the ultimate fireworks show and quote, automatically kind of patriotic. If you think about it, you know, they were presuming Trump was still going to be president when they wrote that for sure. (laughs) It was kind of fun. I thought this thing was filmed in 2019. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, uh, I did sort of think, okay, it's, I mean, this is cheating because it's supposed to be stuff we like, but since I'm on this topic that it was kind of dumb that they would push the timing of nuking Las Vegas a day up at the last minute. Uh, you want to make sure to have that date set and everybody know about it well ahead of time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder what took him so long. Cause it, I think it's been like months maybe years I mean, since yeah end, because since the Vegas? daughter said that was the thing that confused me because yeah. we see the whole montage and then we see scott in a, a, being a fry cook when the casino guy comes to visit him and i guess there was a lot of time that went by in between there i wasn't clear how much but his daughter did say uh they spent years not talking so it was years right so i wasn't clear if she was talking about maybe sometime before the Vegas apocalypse as well. So, you, I mean, I thought that what triggered them not talking was that he had to kill his zombie wife. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think thought. you're right. Yeah. But then, then I'm like, how did he even, how did she even zombify? Were they in Vegas? I guess, I guess they must've been. Cause it's uh, they all, been, yeah. it's all like local to, Vegas, right? Right, and the it never you know, spread the suburbs out of, that. of Vegas and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, so I think years passed. Yeah, 
Okay, then my biggest question is why did the government take so long to do something about this right. uh, apocalyptic scenario? I but, mean, if we're moving into the stuff we didn't like. Oh, sure. I'm like, okay, so first off, this casino guy sends them in there to rob, to get money out of his own casino. It's just a pretense, really. He's just sending a security guy in to get a zombie head. If there were tons of military guys in there, and he talks about, you know, Martin says what the government could do with this. So it's for the government. It sounds like he's going to sell it to the government. Why didn't they just have the army guys get, get that when they were in there? And also if they're going to send, if he's going to send people in to crack his safe, why not just give him the combination? (laughs) It's his safe. Oh boy. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Is it possible? It's not his safe where they conned. Is that the heist twist? That you'd think they'd at least ask, can they have the combination <laughs> instead of bringing this well, goofball safecracker guy in y- here? You would think I would at least ask them to ask. Uh, I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. And tell them how to get past those dumb booby traps that oh, no safe that, ever had in the world. Right. At, at <laughs> worst, those things like call the cops with a silent alarm i know <laughs> that, that's what those things do they don't squash you to death out of a comedy out of a goofy comedy right? so i'm like and then wait it cuts, it's a goofy comedy now the, the tone of this movie is all mm. over the place man yeah. like they they will get some momentum going uh and then they'll just undercut it with some slow scene about the characters that no one really knows or cares about because the movie doesn't yeah. do enough to service these characters the only one who really gets any time uh, the only relationship is Scott and his daughter and that stuff mostly works. I, I kind of like that stuff. Uh, I just felt it was so cliched, I guess like it is, she yeah. didn't, um, she was mad because he didn't talk to her after he killed the mother and he didn't talk to her cause she reminded him of the mother and right. I don't know. I, it felt like contrived and then especially the thing where the woman who's in love with scott decides to bear her soul while they have like 30 minutes until a nuke goes off Uh just so that you you'll maybe feel connected to them right before she gets her neck twisted around you know it just felt so contrived and and, oh yeah totally And, and the way that they end that um with you know her getting her neck twisted around they don't put her in danger and say oh he's got to go save her now they just kill her yeah and then the fight is like him just being pissed about it i yeah yeah there was no tension there right um it just felt kind of mean yeah yeah for sure uh but but that's not the only tonal problem i had the the biggest Mm. sin i think this movie commits is not being fun enough in the heist parts i think the heist in this movie is extraordinarily boring um all the way from the beginning like putting the getting the gang back together right Mm-hmm. boring they couldn't have slowed that down anymore if they tried um <laughs> in a movie that's overly long and feels that uh they they could have had that be snappier you know had the fun music going getting the gang mm-hmm. back together convincing people it's gone in 60 seconds right it's oceans 11 it's all of those movies yeah but the boring version of it and then when they get to the actual heist part it's just straightforward there's no there's no layers to this there's no twist there's no nothing yeah because I really think that story element of the guy who owns the casinos is the one sending them on the heist just didn't work. You know, they shouldn't have had had it be that way They because, yeah. uh, I don't know, then there's no the only obstacle is 
something that should not be an obstacle, which right. is the combination and the, these booby traps, but also the zombies. So usually in a heist movie, they're going to take something that they're not supposed to take. I guess right. they're kind of not supposed to here because of uh, they're not even supposed to be in there. But I don't know. Yeah, it didn't work as a heist movie for me. No, not mm-hmm. at all. Um, it, I, I will say. The the we, we talked a little bit about the vault scenes, but those are ridiculously like Indiana Jones type stuff, right? Like yeah. grabbing the idol and the darts that come out, the the smashing walls. I'm, I'm just waiting for the boulder to roll down the hallway <laughs> yeah. and chase them out of the vault. And the safe cracker guy, I I liked him okay, but I don't think he was as fun and charming as the movie hoped or thought he would be for me i don't know what did you think of him agreed um i think he had a joke or two that was like a a chuckle moment but not anything nearly as funny as the movie thought and then when he it looked like he sacrificed himself to save the other guy by closing the vault door but he probably should have just been on the inside and closed it (laughs) so he could be in there too but maybe he was just caught off guard i don't know uh there's also (laughs) some other stuff that this movie does and then like i don't know let's talk about the montage we have at the beginning which says hey this is a movie that is super familiar with zombie lore and this movie is just going to speed you past all of that and then do something more with it yeah because we know that you know all this stuff too you've seen it all before absolutely but then Mm -hmm. you take the the safe cracker guy that you're talking about who doesn't right he's the guy who's like new to all this he's never killed a zombie And he asks in the middle of this, uh, getting the gang back together, planning the heist scene. Okay, how do we kill zombies? And everybody in the audience knows you shoot it in the head, right? And this movie is no different. It's not like there's some special way. Oh, you got to get it in its Achilles heel (laughs) and then decapitate. There's there's nothing like that. So they could have just had the characters roll their eyes at him and move on. But instead, they have Dave Bautista explain to him how to kill a zombie by shooting it in the head, you know, that's it's like the movie wants the audience to to wants to wink at the audience and say, hey, we know all of this already and also explain it to them. And then there was that weird extra beat where he goes, what if I smash it in the head with a rock? Yeah. And the guy goes, yeah, that would work, too. And I'm like, why did they have that in there? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's 30 seconds we could have done without in this long movie. <laughs> right. It, yeah, it was weird. And then there was uh that reminds me of the scene where I, I like Tignataro's character, and I don't know if you know that she actually wasn't in the movie originally. I think it's it's pretty obvious. I'll talk about that maybe a second. Okay. But well, anyway, there was this. I, I, I want to get your take on this, where she was saying. You know, uh, I think the safe cracker is the most important person. I'm probably number two because I'm flying the helicopter. But some of these other people, she was basically saying we should think about like killing them or letting them die. And I'm like, what? That is so weird. What is this? Yeah. I mean, but everybody's thinking it, right? Like she's the voice of the audience kind of in that scene. Okay. Okay. I get that. I think, but also, I mean, they really did hit a few times that nobody trusted, uh, Garrett Dillahunt's character. And it turned out that he was a total traitor, which I didn't totally get why, like, why doesn't he just tell them what he's up to? I guess if they know, then for some reason that's bad. I don't know what they'll demand more money. Yeah. I don't understand why they couldn't know the true nature of that mission. Uh, so I want to talk about Teague because I, I like her. I think she's Me really too. funny in most everything she's in. I did not think she worked in this movie. And I, I feel like it's because 
when they did the reshoots to get her in to replace the actor who was there before, they couldn't they couldn't reshoot with the cast because it was shut down COVID, right? Uh, yeah. And so all of the shots that she's in are either they're shooting her, um, you know, working opposite some some other actor who's not one of the cast members, yeah. or they're inserting her digitally into these shots, interacting with the the real cast members. And and it feels that way, right? The rhythm is off. Like her type of comedy requires a specific rhythm and a type, like a specific sort of reaction from the other cast. And you just didn't get that here because I, I think it's probably because the other actor was doing something a little bit different. And when she oh, came yeah. in, you know, it's a very specific style she has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually... I, I didn't go and reread the details. Like I didn't know for sure whether they reshot some of it, you know, before I watched this, uh, I'd heard that she replaced this other guy. It's Chris Delia, by the way, I guess he had uh sex m- misconduct scandal. So they yeah. spent millions of dollars to take him out. But, um, so going in, I wasn't sure. I just had some vague remembering that she, she wasn't in it originally. And I, I thought it worked better than I, thought it was going to okay but i don't know maybe if i would have read the details which i did after then i would have been more focused on it and noticed how it didn't quite line up right you know yeah yeah uh but i guess i don't have a ton of other uh stuff to talk about with this movie like i said i didn't really like it i think i'm probably off of Zack snyder maybe they can put him on like directorial probation where until he directs a movie that's really good for less than 20 million, he can't make any other movies because they're giving him all of this really high profile work. And I just don't think it's paying off. Yeah. I I really think he's probably the type of guy who needs limitations and can be great with that. And you have that by the nature of the business at the beginning of your career where people don't put all their trust in you and say, go to town, which is what they do now with him. And it doesn't, usually really work yeah yeah but he has some definite strengths for sure so if he's partnered Uh with the right people he could probably do more great stuff but i don't know yeah i mean a couple of those shots um just to maybe end on a slightly positive note here a couple of those shots are really cool the ones i talked about you know this whole movie was probably built around um that shot of scott shooting zombies as they rush toward him on the casino floor and there's dollar bills raining through the air uh, that's a really cool shot. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've seen anything quite like it. And I, I also do, I would say anyone who likes zombie movies, but isn't sure about this based on our review and things you might've heard elsewhere. I think it would definitely be worthwhile to go and watch the first 15 minutes and see that whole yeah. monta- Vegas montage, you know? Yeah. That, that happens right up front. So you won't yeah. have to wait very long. Uh, or go watch Dawn of the Dead 2004. That's a great movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, well, do you have anything else you want to say about this movie? Yeah, I think that pretty well captures it. All right, cool. Um, so, Jason, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, lending us your extensive zombie knowledge to review this movie. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, one thing about these things that I don't really love that much it's it's really interesting how it's still fun to go on a podcast and talk about it who knew sure yeah so i I appreciate it uh we we had we had flirted with canceling this podcast simply because neither of us liked it that much we didn't want to come off like 
big whiners. Yeah, and I hope we didn't. Um, but Jason, uh, where can people find you if they're interested in hearing more zombie stuff or really just anything you do? <laughs> if you go to my podcast network website, podcastica.com, you'll see a link to Walking Dead Cast. We're covering Fear Now, which is actually worse than this movie. Um, <laughs> oh, and <laughs> Gimple went over to that one, didn't he? Uh, well, he's the executive producer, but they got okay. two guys who used to work on Once Upon a Time. And, oh, man. Oh, okay. But, um, but um, I'm also on House Podcastica, where we cover different shows. We do Mandalorian and Cobra Kai, which I love. Oh, I haven't and, seen that yet. It's so fun. But uh, right now we're doing Handmaid's Tale, which is, you know, the opposite of fun. Right. Yeah. But it's a really well done show. And, yeah, yeah. And it's really great to dig into and talk about. Cool. So, Podcastica.com. Yes. Uh, everybody check that out. And thanks once again, Jason, for joining us on the show. Thank you.